You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. Welcome to a show that's as real as it gets. If you're looking for niceness, this is not it. Nope. (laughs) Real topics. Real conversation. Of course, you had to go open up a can of worms. <laughs> I did. Hey everybody, I'm Jason Klaus, and you're not going to believe this. <laughs> As luck would have it, um, I like I just can't. I, everything happened so fast. It, it's like it's like a whirlwind like a number of things have transpired today uh, as as i'm recording this i i woke up to a me- th- this is the day i usually record the real podcast with amy sheridan i got a message from her that she was unable to record um because of a family uh, uh, situation that she had to tend to so i was sitting there thinking what in the hell am i going to put on her Saturday time slot, and I was sitting there thinking, well, I'm going to have to to record a bonus episode or something. And then, as I'm getting all my stuff in a row here, I get a FaceTime phone call on my phone. And, like, it only rang twice because I went to pick it up, and I was like, well, who the hell just called? I looked, and, my, like, my jaw dropped. So I quickly called back through FaceTime and started having a conversation to which I was told, stop, hit record. So in a mad dash, I fired everything up here in Studio H and joining me, if you can believe it, because I fucking can't, (laughs) Jim Burgett is with... What's going on? Why don't you tell me, pal? I've been sitting here running the whole goddamn network. You've gone AWOL. <laughs> it's crazy, but the stars are kind of lining up right now, T. I'm stunned. Like, absolutely Fuck. stunned. What's happening? Oh, God. I don't know where to begin. Well, let's start from the beginning. Were, were you abducted by aliens? Did they do probes on you? Where the fuck have you been, bro? Been a cu- I've been here and there and everywhere. Isn't that a Johnny Cash song? I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> um, just trying to, just been getting acclimated to the job. Um, lots, lots of weekending with Anita. Lots mm-hmm. of grab sailing, antiquing. Not necessarily buying, but going and seeing. You know, I've sent you pictures of stuff that I've come across, mm-hmm. like the Dukes of Hazard stuff. Just been, you know, 
here and there now getting ready for hunting season. Cool. So listen, uh, <laughs> during the course of your travels and like, listen, I understand being busy hundred, hundred percent. Like I get that more than anybody does. I get it. I'm just wondering though. There's not like an hour a week out of yeah, out of your time where you you can sit down with your buddy Jay and 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 continue. Listen, I recorded an Ask Me Anything episode, right? For Klaus to the Heart for the 150th episode special. And like I got several questions. What's happening with tea time? What's happening with Wendy's world? People are are are, are under the impression that I have shit canned you both and just thrown your shows out to the dumpster. Um, clearly that's not the case, but damn, bro, you've been missed. I I'll be, uh, the, the real truth, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know when I get home some you know, five days a week, you know, and um, fell off the wagon with the gym a little bit. And once again, got hurt. And, um, was out for a few weeks and then um so yeah i haven't been in the greatest of moods been going through a lot of doctor bullshit lots and insurance and i'm over it <laughs> no i get it i it can be such a pain in the ass dude you gotta jump through hurdles and 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 all this crap it, it's it's ridiculous it yeah. really truly is Make two appointments because they canceled to move dates around. Get a call today that now they don't accept my insurance, so they had to cancel it together. Two months, you know, putting it in with my new job, you know, shifting shit around, you know, trying not to make waves. But they've been super cool about it, you know. But, man, then today, when saw the optometrist. Oh, you're getting some bifocals, are you? <laughs> Well, I did really good on all the testing, except, of course, which I knew was the fine print we all fucking hit in our middle 40s. Or sometimes before then. Yeah. But, but yes, I'm getting glasses. <laughs> readers. Just uh, readers. So I'm pretty happy about that. I did the glaucoma test. Did the... Uh, I'm going to say it wrong. The maculate degenerative test. Yeah. Cloudiness, all that. Said they look great. For 46, year old, 46 years old, you know, what? just needing readers is great. So um, my insurance, oh, my God. I mean, I ended up walking out with, like, only having to pay 33 bucks after the insurance. So that's, that's fucking huge. You know what I mean? Because... They're only they're only gonna be readers, but I'm gonna need them. I'm gonna need them at work constantly. But sure. How about you? How are you? Splendid. You know. You look. Just, you look hey, I gotta be out. You look great. For real. I appreciate that, man. Um. <laughs> I uh, you know, there's been well, look, you and I haven't had the chance to really sit down and catch up on really much of anything. Um in the last couple of months here 
and like there's been a lot of moving and shaking going on. Um, but what I can tell you, T, is that um, as things stand right now, um, I am, you know, by and large, I'm I'm in a good place. We're we're heading in the right direction with things. Um, detours and obstacles a little bit along the way. Some just did not see coming. Uh, but you know, you're just on the fly. I'm pretty good at that as it turns out. And, uh, uh, we are there, there is a, there is a goal in place here. And now, you know, when, when you establish a destination of sorts, you, you know, things kind of get a little bit clearer, right? So, you know, you keep your eyes on the prize and you, you just take what life can, can send at you curveball after curveball. Eventually you learn how to hit them puckers right out of the park. And that's kind of where I'm at now. So, um, by and large, man, things, things are pretty good. I, I really have no complaints. The kids are good. They're healthy. Um, fl flourishing in school. Austin is getting out of the, uh, you know, he had surgery, so now he's starting to slowly get back into baseball operations and things of this nature. So he's super stoked about that. Uh, uh, was that with his knee? Yeah. Okay. So yep. what did they do? Uh, they had, well, he, um, God damn, has it been that long since I talked to you? It's been, it's been a hot minute. So he was playing first and a, he was, waiting for the ball to be thrown to him. And the kid that was coming in the first collided with him and took his knee out. Yeah. And uh, the same one he had surgery on initially. And he, they, the, the doctor gave him an option that he could either, they could either, for the lack of better terms, put a Band-Aid on it uh, so that he could, resume play until the end of the season and then have surgery or you could just have surgery now and get it done and over with and it was his decision man like he decided i'm you know we might as well just do this thing now and because he knew even if they had put a quote unquote band-aid on it he wasn't going to have that confidence that his knee was going to hold up and you know as well as anybody, man, when you start having those kinds of seeds of doubt planted in your mind when you're trying to play a game or do do something like that, by and large, success does not follow. No, I, I, I and I can appreciate that because it's like, and, and a lot of times the mentality as well, if I can, if I can at least hit and get down the line somewhat, I, I give them, a, give my teammates a chance, right? So and that sucks because, you know, um, at the moment it, you want to keep playing, but he did make the right choice because now it just gives him longer to recuperate, you know, and, and look forward to next year. Yeah. Well, he's getting involved in, you know, fall time activities, obviously as oh. the weather starts to turn south, these are going to move into indoor fa facilities and, and things of that nature. But, um, yeah, man, he's doing good. Li Liberty is as sassy as ever, man. <laughs> she, uh, just, just turned uh, nine years old and wow. going on 19. It's absolutely crazy, but she's doing good. Getting, getting ready for, for the, the 
gymnastics, I guess, is what she's decided to focus on. So, oh. um, yeah, doing Very good, good. Too, man. Very good. I, I know we were talking for a split second, of course, uh, our favorite pastime. I had made comment to what a great Chicago Cubs long sleeve shirt that you're wearing. I appreciate that. The raised blue it's, it's letters. Fun, and then it's the one of my razz- faves. Razzle dazzle, baby. Razzle dazzle. Yeah, I got a pretty sweet hat that matches this, too. I don't have it within arm reach because I'm tied down to the the desk here with all the equipment or whatnot. But, um, yeah, man, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm feeling I'm feeling feeling good, feeling optimistic. Um, I'm happy, you know, by and large, uh, you know, because, listen, there's always shit that we can look at our lives and be like, man, I, that really has room for improvement. Um, I try not to focus too much on that until it starts to become a reoccurring thing, a more frequent thing, then obviously we got to do something to address it and move the fuck on. Um, but there's a lot of good to focus on right now as we Great. are moving forward. But what spawned this impromptu uh, recording session, and I don't know, um, you know, if this is going to be like the the return of the show on a regular basis. I mean, I would like that, but ultimately that's going to be up to uh, my my cup OT, as it were. Uh, <laughs> Um, but we were, you you know, we, obviously we were talking about baseball and, uh, you had brought up, uh, something that, uh, doesn't get nearly the amount of attention and respect that it truly deserves. And, and, and it doesn't because it's a franchise of yesterday. And not only that, it wasn't even based in the United States of America. And it sparked this conversation of my feelings on Canadian baseball teams in Major League Baseball. So uh, before I get, go too far into the woods, T, what was the uh, the premise of this conversation? Well, before I hop into that, I'm going to back up one step. When you say, when you, you know, you're not a fan of Canadian baseball, as it were, that's how I felt about WCW. I thought they were far inferior, you know, to WWE. So, you know what I mean? It's along that same line. But so I am in London, Ontario, and going through the mall with Anita. I can't even tell you the name. So, but it's it's huge. You know, big fucking skyline. Wait, are we, we still fucking swear on this thing? Well, I mean, I think I've dropped like four or five of these fuckers already, so I think we're good. Fuck on, man. Okay, cool. Cool (laughs) fucking beans. So anyways, we're walking. We're walking through this place. And let me tell you, there is a lot of different cultures in London, Ontario. A lot. No big deal. You know what I mean? It's just I'm not. I'm in the sticks. You know what I'm saying? So. But anyways, we go in and we go to Lids in there. And for everybody that don't know what Lids is, it's a hat. It's a hat store. It's a love that store. What's that? I love that store. I first time I've been in there. 
And there's all these hats and one hat stuck out right away. Not even a fan of the team. Maybe recall one or two players, but I was so young and didn't really care. Like you eh, didn't really care about them. It was the Montreal Expos hat. And it's almost, it reminds me when you're in elementary school, you had those weird hats, had the fucking stupid propeller on top or what. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Them in school. Well, I think, didn't uh, the one of the little rascals fucking had it, Spanky. right? Yeah. So anyways, that's the way the hat is designed. That's what it reminds me of. But it's nice white, red, blue all the way. I now have appreciation for vintage baseball stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I really wanted that hat. But then I walked up and I grabbed it. And I'm like, this is nice. And then I flipped it over and saw the um, price tag. Yeah. 60 right. bucks. 60 what? bucks. Yeah, you heard me. So 60. in America, yeah, 60. That's right. Six. Six zero. Six zero. So in American, it would have been like, mm, I think it's like 55. You know, it's about five to ten dollars, depending. You know what I mean? I've got it gauged somewhat. Still don't I still gotta look at the kilometers per hour. I'm eh, fucking stupid. Anyhow. <laughs> I really wanted the hat, but I could not fucking justify buying it for that price, regardless if I would have saved 10 bucks. Because number one, it's white. It's going to get dirty. I would love to wear it, but in all actuality, it would be like a hoodie, and I'd fucking spill something on it. True story. You know? Yeah. So I, I walked away from it. I tried it on. It wasn't the greatest, but there's one perfect hat I had in my life, my whole life, and it's the hat that Austin gave me from his travel team. It fit right. It was fitted, but it was a stretch. So I've been on the hunt looking for one, and they're they're hard to find because they're only made for like um, youth baseball teams and 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 stuff like that for like travel teams. They don't have. Um, they don't have uh, Major League Baseball um, teams on them. So, you know, I would really like to have one made because literally I still have that hat he gave me or you guys gave me, but I washed it and it, it, it fucked up the elastic, right? So now it like hangs over my ears and shit. It's, but I still, I keep it hung up in my room, you know? Right. But I just, it killed me to walk away, but I just couldn't allow myself to buy it. Was it a fitted hat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're really paying. Okay. So you said 60 bucks for a hat. I was like, yeah. holy shit. And um, I don't know if that's because it was a, a vintage hat or not, you know. But there's a lot of their hats were outrageous. Yeah. Especially when you go to a place like that. Because, I mean, and people pay those prices because they get, um, you know, they get the designs and things like that that's not available in just anywhere, right? I mean, that's right. kind of their, their whole gimmick. You said 60 bucks. I'm like, what justifies that? Then okay. I start breaking it down in my head, and I'm like, okay, so um, you're in Canada, number one. So that t that is a thing. 
Um, the Montreal Expos, and I, I, this is what sparked the conversation, is I didn't have an appreciation for the Expos until they were no longer a thing. And I think back to when they were in the league, and I had such a problem with, with Canadian baseball teams in, um, in America's pastime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the Toronto Blue Jays were in the American League, which pissed me off even more. <laughs> like I was okay with Montreal being in the National League. Number one, I didn't have to see them. <laughs> right. Um, number two, you know, it's not the American League, right. whereas Toronto is uh, is an American League franchise and has been forever um once montreal became the washington nationals like i got really pissed i got pissed for the people of montreal because i didn't realize at the time um how important that franchise was to montreal for a lot of people and like okay i get it that you know, attendance may have been down and, and this, that, and the other thing, because they've, they've had a handful of, of superstars. Yeah. But it just, um, I don't know, man. Like, you, it's one of those things you don't realize what you got until it's gone. It's <laughs> almost like the Expos became um, unexpendable. And then when... When MLB came in and said, "Okay, we're re," you know, how, however that went down, you know, they relocate to Washington. I mean, as a Canadian, you got to believe that's a slap in the dick too, because I mean, you're putting your Canadian franchise in our nation's capital, right? <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. So, <clears throat> and I have a better appreciation for the Expos now, unfortunately, because they are no longer a thing. Right. And I just, I don't know it. Uh, when, when you said, you know, I saw an expo said, I'm, I'm thinking, well, why the fuck didn't, didn't you grab it? But I mean, I get it. Um, but then I started thinking about other franchises that were, were relocated. And I mean, look at the Rams for Christ's sake, you know, they've been yeah. all, all over, all over the place. Uh, the Raiders, same thing. I think um, four or five teams in in the surrounding areas, not to mention surrounding cities. Yeah, Literally, you know. I mean, but moving the Rams out of St. Louis, you know, because St. I mean, aside, okay, yeah, they have the Kansas City Chiefs too, but I mean, um, St. Louis was their team. You know, that was their team. Um, aside, you know. St. Louis is a big is a big sports town, and they should oh, have a a football franchise. I think about like the Hartford Whalers and the Seattle Su- SuperSonics of the of the NBA. You know those aren't those are no longer a thing. Those were were relocated, and it's just you know it's awful. And Quebec, the Quebec Quebec Nordiques. Yeah, it's another good one. Boy, that's well, going that's going back there a minute. Minnesota North Stars, even though, you know. 
Yeah, well, it's they're the Dallas Stars. Right. right. But yeah, it just but it sucks. The only you know the only expo I could really think of was was Andres Galarraga, correct? Yes. Tim Raines. Uh yeah. Um, uh, Andre Dawson was, was Andre was Dawson. Them. Yes. Yeah. For a minute. Um, I don't remember any of the pictures. I mean, that's going way back. For sure. But for like, sure. like Toronto, John Olerud, one guy always stuck out in my brain because he wore the helmet because he took a line drive. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, Jack Morris. It's it's just you know what sucks about the expos is, and when I think about the expos, that's the one thing I I think of is the they they were dominating the National League in '94 when the strike happened. Yeah, like they were in first place. The city was rallying around the team. Like they were making some legitimate fucking noise and then the strike happened and then when they came back from the strike and they got past all the replacement player bullshit and all that um they just they were never able to regain that that momentum and 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 before long oh you're now the washington nationals yeah and like i don't root for the washington nationals i don't hate them they're, you know, they're not like on Yankee level with me, um, but I am not a fan. You know, yeah. I'm just you know, not a fan. It's weird to me. I mean, I growing up as a kid, I could really never understand why Washington D.C. didn't actually have a team. I don't know if it was because I thought it was the capital. You know what I mean, like that. So I kind of couldn't figure out why, but it never. I, it's not something I always wondered all the time. But you know, it just. Certain cities, you think they would just have a team, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, and I'm with you. I, I'm with you on that because when you think of Washington D.C., you're not thinking sports. You're thinking like the heart of our democracy, and that's where the president lives, and that's yeah. where all these historic monuments and museums and all of this stuff. Um, I mean, you, you got know, we don't got the capitals, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, and just recently within a handful of well i guess it's been a little little bit longer than that but during the modern era that's when they started building actual arenas in washington dc whereas before they took advantage of the dc part the the district of columbia which you know can be included with maryland and because that's where um a lot of a lot of the sports games were played were in Baltimore, you know, because right. it was a suburb of Washington, but now they're, they're getting their own, their own arenas, their own stadiums and, and things of this nature. So, um, like the Washington, what was the Washington Redskins, it's now the, the commanders, you know, they played in Landover, Maryland, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, they had Washington in the name, but they weren't playing te- technically in Washington. They were in the state of Maryland. So, a little fun fact for those who weren't aware. The more you I, know. I got a I got a couple questions for you that have kind of always been on my 
my radar to always ask you, and I never really did. And it's about the Tigers. And it's not about their current situation or anything like that. But number one, should they move in fences? And number two, should should there be a dome? A retractable, I'm sorry, a retractable roof? Um, let's start first. Yes, I wouldn't be upset if they moved the fences in a little bit. I that would not. It it just, damn man. But it has one of the most vast outfields in all of baseball, and that's why you know a lot of people don't hit as many home runs in Detroit as they probably should and could. I mean, obviously. Cabrera is the first one that comes to mind. I mean, can you imagine how many he would have hit out of Old Tiger Stadium? Right. Um, or even Yankee Stadium? Right. Uh, but then then you look at guys like Mike Trout and Aaron Judge and, you know, all these he- uh, heavy hitters, man, just blasting them left and right out of there. So, I mean, it goes, there's good with the bad with that. It's good for right. you if you get yourself some good hitters that can actually – take advantage of the of the fences you know coming in a little bit uh but then you run the risk of the of your mike trouts and your judges and you know all of these uh other heavy hitters that are just blasting them out left and right you know that's where you're really going to have to be dependent on your pitching staff right so um as far as putting a retractable dome on the stadium uh, I'm torn, bro. Um, I, I could see where that's very beneficial. I could see where that would probably increase attendance a little bit because a lot of people don't go to baseball games because they don't necessarily want to be out in the elements, especially when you, when you're looking at, you know, July going into August and it's getting really stupid hot out yeah. and you're just, you know, you're sitting in the seats, just bacon right sounds like a good time so if if you can uh you know if you have the capability of throwing uh, you know of turning of closing the dome so it's a more um more comfortable environment i could see where where that would in, increase interest in in attendance and if not if no retractable dome go to ford field and knock out some seats and turn it into a uh a a ball game when you're not able to perform with the elements. Wonder what kind of of uh nightmare that that would be for the grounds crew. As you say that, I a video I remember watching several years ago surfaced on social media. This was back when the uh, the Metrodome was standing in Minneapolis. And like the twins were in the playoffs, the NFL season had started. And as the, as the schedule worked out, um, the Metrodome hosted a, a twins uh, playoff game. And then that next day they had the, the Vikings were, were at home. So they did a time lapse of setting, uh, setting that dome up for the baseball game completely breaking it down and setting it up for for the football game and it was one of the most impressive things i had ever seen um 
a logistical nightmare, but it it is possible to pull off. Is the ceiling high enough? In Ford Field? Yeah. See, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. I, I don't, I just I, feel like it's not, not as high as it would need to be. I, I was there two times and I don't recall, like, so. I mean. I, I wasn't sure, you know what I mean? Because, but I, I've always been a hater of AstroTurf. I've yeah. never, never been a fan of it. I feel, I don't know, dude. I just feel like Ford Field. But then, you know, you think about like like Tropicana Field in, in Tampa, you know, well, where the Tampa Bay Rays play. Uh, I don't feel like that building is any taller than Ford Field. I just feel like the way the roof of Ford Field is curved, I I wonder if that would be a, be a detriment. Plus, you know, you're... You or if they hit the rafters up there, hit the rafters or blast, you know, blast the ball through through the glass windows that are up there. Wouldn't that be fucking sweet? Well, it'd be something, you know. <laughs> I, be, I bet you that'd be the only time a baseball game was played in in Fort Field, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but you're right. If they can tear down, you know, and that goes with any event, they they can turn on. Uh, what basketballs uh play uh um arenas in the hockey ranks <laughs> right it's all crazy shit man i can't but. i really have an appreciate like the the winter classic thing that nhl does i really have an appreciation for that just because it's such a concentrated effort on presenting something so out of the box yeah that you that if you are a fan even if you're a casual fan you are tuning in to see how the, that venue is set up. Like when the Red Wings and Maple Leafs played at Michigan Stadium, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was an awesome aura to that venue. And man, like it, I have a great appreciation for for stuff like that. That attendance wasn't it like a hundred and one thousand or something? I could be wrong. Yeah, but they couldn't verify it because there was some sort of of a discrepancy with security and oh. t- tickets were being let in that weren't being scanned. I don't know, dude. They, there there was a source of controversy. It was supposed to set the world record for a professional hockey game. By and large, I believe they had enough people there. You had the Detroit Red Wings who were, you know, they were still relevant at that point. And the mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs who were right across the goddamn border, you know, essentially. You know, it's within traveling distance because, I mean, yeah. you, you, you can go to LCA now, man, and there is a strong contingent of uh of Toronto Maple Leaf fans that, oh, that yeah. come to, yeah. to Detroit and vice versa. Um, I don't know, dude, I guess I, I can see so many pros to putting a retractable roof on it, but then to the, the, the traditionalist part of me hates the idea, right? You know, because our stadiums have always been open air stadiums and like that's part of its, charm and it's part of its ruggedness i feel but the older me doesn't want to freeze his ass off when (laughs) when it's opening day i'll give you that you like you said the seat they they somewhat sell out now it would be an absolute sellout if they knew 
that it's going to be a chance of fucking snow and 38 when the guys can barely fucking breathe out there. You know, meanwhile, you're spending $100 on fucking hot chocolate just to get the blood running through your veins. <laughs> or maybe it was the rum chata or some shit. I get Bailey's or some shit. I feel like you're paying for something a little more than just a cup of hot cocoa. No, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, granted, I'll give you. You know, nine dollars for a goddamn hot dog is a, is a little yeah. excessive. That's 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 a goddamn shame. Sixteen fifty for for a cup of beer. Um, what are we doing? And then they <laughs> want to. And then they want a tip. Yeah, I have a tip. Yeah, get these goddamn prices down before you really start losing some business. Yeah, because you're not. We're not paying for anything that's producing on the field. So if, if something don't fucking start happening here, people are going to stop going to the stadiums. I mean, they'll go for the, for the, the important shit, you know, opening day sellout, yeah. you know, the, the next day you might get 10 grand in there. Yeah. Free um, gift for 84 team. <laughs> I mean, they know that attracts a demographic, right? Yeah. Like, you put anything with the 1984 championship team on it, like our generation's like, yes, please. Yeah. You're going to retire whose number this time? Um, yeah, going. Want to be a part of that. Um, number know. two Number two is finally up on the wall. Yep. Yep. About time. Long overdue. Long overdue. Now the hall's got to get their ass together. I mean, let's make a call, people. Yeah. Get this man into the Hall of Fame. What are we doing? Right. Why is this not a thing? I don't know. I maybe, know. maybe we should use this platform to reignite the groundswell um, to get Sweet Lou Whitaker into the MLB Hall of Fame. If you're putting Trammell in, which he yeah. is, you got to put his partner in there because that he was a huge part of what made Tram so successful. I heard through a podcast once that they, they feel that what they're speculating, of course, that Lou didn't like doing interviews. He didn't do interviews. He didn't talk with the media, wasn't very interactive with the fans. And they, they've got a hunch. They think that's part of it, which is absolutely horseshit. I feel um, like Lou screwed Lou. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It felt like a real Bret Hart moment. No, I get it. It's I I I appreciated that. Um, the Hall of Fame screw job. I feel like um, even if that was the case, which I, dude, I remember plenty of times watching on TV. And they showed him signing autographs. He was he was interviewed in the locker room. He was, you know, any. I mean, granted, that's I guess part of his obligation. Did he go above and beyond and out of his way to be accessible to the media and to the community? I don't know that for sure. Wasn't he there twenty years with Tram? Yes, but Golden. my point is <laughs> is regardless of how interactive he was with the media and shit. It takes nothing away from what he accomplished on the baseball field. And isn't that what we're putting fuckers in the Hall of Fame for? 
Well, when you got to play with the guy, the likes of Jim Whalewander and Steve Searcy, what do you expect? Oh, heavens. Oh, and Matt Noakes. Matt, hey, Matt Noakes then was the Brandon Inge of now. Uh, I can't believe uh, he's at U of M teaching people how to hit. Yeah, he is. Killing it, too, from my understanding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know who he sounded like right there when you made that noise? It was Stu Hart. <laughs> and, hey, uh, and so rando, bro. Yeah, uh, I, I the goddamn <laughs> rando in there. And, uh, uh, some oh, man. <laughs> Oh, you uh, uh, why is it all in the hall of fame? Uh, yeah, Martha, and, and, bitch. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, going to hell for that bit. Yeah, probably. Well, you're all coming with me because yeah. you laughed. Just a burning and a screaming. Oh, well, it's just a hook, a hook, a burning love is what it was there, T. <clears throat> yeah, T? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go see a Johnny Cash tribute band in November. Is it called the Men in Black? I hope so. <laughs> That'll be fun. Keep my songs out your mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know. <clears throat> Man, T, this was fun. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been. Can we can we do this more often? Because that that would be great. Just saying. I'll do my best. Well, just do it. I mean, I don't <laughs> need your best. Just do it. Like all all I need. I look and I <laughs> I mentioned this on the real podcast with Amy Sheridan, which drops here on Saturdays usually on the PFC Podcast Network. Uh, you you've been mentioned several times on that show, and uh, I even said to her, you know, no, I think it was when I did Close to the Heart this last week, uh, which you'll hear on Tuesday. Um, look, I don't give a fuck if he's on the toilet recording. Like I can edit out a plop here or there in the, in, in the background. I just need an hour. Of of his goddamn week to, to get him back on on a routine here, like we all poop, right? So I mean, all I'm asking for is an hour. I don't think it's asking too much, and I don't care if it's when you're on on the throne tee. That's the commitment I'm willing to make. I will tell you one thing. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I started an Instagram page for Harley. <laughs> did you really? I did. You know, I've never been on Instagram. He's up fucking dogs up to $235, which ain't much, but it's a start. <laughs> well, he's he's a handsome boy, so. Yeah, he's he's something else, man. Oh, and then additionally, uh-huh. somebody dumped a fucking stray kitten at our place. My mom and sister had pulled in, and there was a kitten in their thing. And, bro, she was skinny. You could see her ribs. Her hair was all matted and nasty. Just a tiny thing. Five five weeks old. Six weeks at tops. Bro, she's like two months old. And this place is her jungle. 
she, I, I'll send you, I'll send you some videos and shit. Uh, yesterday, I, I took Harley for a walk down the road here. And I hear mew, mew. And I forgot, oh, fuck, I didn't lock the garage door. I turn around and she come across the bridge and she's following us. I got Harley on a harness and a leash. And that cat's walking down the road with us. And it starts raining. So we I turn around. She turns around. She's walking right next to Harley all the way back. That, that is her big brother. <clears throat> he likes to chase her and wants to chew on her a little bit because she's still kind of small. But let me tell you, they're like peas in a pod now. And it's fucking crazy. And she's so smart. So... Aww. Anita and I went to Home Depot last weekend. We got some reflective insulation, and we made her a, a little house out of her cat carrier to stay warm. We were going to take her in and see if she was adopted, but I can't do that now. I'm like, no, she's not going to go to somebody else, and if they mistreat her, and then I'm always going to wonder. So now we have a cat. <laughs> What's the cat's name, T? And we, I named her Hannah. Okay. Hannah and Harley, yeah. That's cute. And his his Instagram page is called Harl's in Charge. Of course it is. Of course. <laughs> you know, Charles, Char, you know what I mean? Like Harl. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Charlie. So anyhow, yeah. So that's been that. And she follows my mom around while she's feeding the chickens and gardening. And she stays right by her. It's... It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I love happy stories like that. Oh man, I do too. It's the shit that make movies out of. Or yep. like the like the Disney Channel. <laughs> Where's that money? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Can I we uh, sell the rights to this? <laughs> oh man. Well, T man, fucking awesome that that this worked out. As especially is as impromptu as as it was. So um, you know, when, when you threw, when you, number one, when you threw your hand up and said, stop, like it triggered something in me first, I was like, well, I've seen this shit before, but then you're like, hit record. I'm like, bro, we're on FaceTime. I'm not even on Skype. So <laughs> getting well, everything start, fired up with the quickness. I started, started talking baseball a little bit and about the hat. And I kind of reminisced a minute when going back and thought how cool that hat was and you know, just starting, it's just crazy. When you get older, there's things you could give two fucking rats ass about. For right. me, like old time, like Johnny Cash, like I could give a fuck. And now it's just like, I love his music, you know, and it, it, he's really good. And now I, I see this retro baseball stuff. And it, I guess it just like, it's like, it triggers me back to the, the 80s of baseball, you know? Well, listen, uh, funny you mentioned that because... Now joining the PFC Podcast Network, which you can find every Wednesday here, is Power Tripping Through the 80s. Uh -huh. New new podcast with Sean Krugel and myself as we talk about everything in the 1980s. We're up to like four episodes now. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so check that out. I'll send you the link to it. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Hey, it's the least I can do, T, you know, <laughs> to try to try to keep you in the loop. In the loop, as it were. So I think we've all been out of the loop, <laughs> bro. Uh, like that could be its own episode. But uh, with that being said, uh, let's put a bow on this episode. 
And um, again, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. This is like I've missed this dynamic. You know, like I have great shows with everybody else, but there's something different about this one, and it's really been a void. And um, so I'm really happy we were we were able to make this happen. And um, you know, it's going to drop on Saturday in place of the real podcast because Amy had to take this week off. But I mean, everything just. Uh oh. Um, with, Who's with uh, that? God damn it! Huh? <laughs> no. I said, whose phone is that? God damn it! <laughs> um, so with that, uh, you know, this 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 was cool, and I'm glad that we we were we were able to do this. The stars were in alignment. The timing was perfect. This will uh, stand in uh, in the Saturday time slot, and hopefully, T, we can do this again next week if. If you can car- carve out an hour or so. Let's see what we can do. Hunting season starts Saturday, so I guess I can listen to someone. Great. Okay. Well, with that, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, ch- check out all of our shows. Go over to Facebook. Look for PFC Podcast Network over there for the complete lineup. And for Jim Brigette, I'm Jason Klaus. Be awesome to yourselves and to each other. We'll see you re- next time, whenever the fuck that is here on tea time on the PSC podcast network powered by acre.fm whenever the fuck that is <laughs> hey i'm jason klaus and we certainly appreciate all of your support across the board here on the pfc podcast network And we wanted to give you kind of the rundown of the fall schedule. It starts every other Monday with new episodes of the Turnbuckle Time Machine, where I will be joined by a revolving panel of co-hosts, including Tim Williams, Eric Cherry, Tim Sheridan, Ray Jackson, the incomparable Pope Brandon Brownson, and you never know who else might stop by as we look back at some of the biggest moments and events in the history of professional wrestling. And then on Tuesdays, the Klaus to the Heart podcast, where Nikki Felsoni and I will do our best to look at the silver lining in life and try to find ways to better our lives and those in and around them. And then on Wednesdays, Sean Krugel and I will be stepping into another time machine of sorts when we go power tripping through the 80s. Every week, Sean and I will discuss the various aspects that made the 1980s such a wonderful decade and a pivotal part of our childhoods. And it wraps up every Saturday with The Real Podcast with myself and Amy Sheridan. Real conversations, real topics, and more often than not, probably a little bit of controversy. So we invite you to check that out. All across the board here on the PFC Podcast Network, there's something for everybody. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Anchor.fm. It's the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Thank you.